Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the second time ever, Friday Night Lights will descend upon Washington Grizzlies Stadium for the FCS playoffs. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Tonight in Missoula, the number six Montana Grizz will face fourth-ranked Eastern Washington under the lights in the second round of the FCS playoffs. The Clash is the second Friday night postseason game ever hosted at the venue. In the first on December 9th of 2011, Montana destroyed Northern Iowa 48-10. to The showdown between two Big Sky Conference powers marks the 12th time two Big Sky teams have played in the playoffs. It also marks the fifth time as a head coach. UM's Bobby Houck has faced a rematch in the playoffs against a team his squad played in the regular season. In each of the three rematches in which Houck lost in the regular season, his team won in the playoffs. Eastern Washington beat Montana 34-28 in Cheney earlier this season. Saturday afternoon in Bozeman, the number 8 Montana State Bobcats host upstart Tennessee Martin. The Skyhawks are playing in just their second game in the Mountain Time Zone after posting their first ever playoff win last week, a 32-31 triumph over Missouri State. And a Big Sky Hoops, the Lady Grizz use a big third quarter to surge to a 75-59 win over Sac State in Missoula. Montana State's women gutted out a 63-57 win over Northern Colorado. The Bobcat men lost 77-75 at UNC in overtime, and the Montana men won 65-58 at Sac State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Till I say so. Limo 10 rolling deep like the president. See, I don't go to clubs. I never chase a b- 
I'm here to bang that gangster to the apocalypse. We call it stress. Some of y'all call it chocolate. Return to the top. Ooh, baby, little Snoop Dogg for you. Double OG. Bobby Houck told me on Monday that uh, this isn't a rivalry game. I don't agree with that. <laughs> it was an interesting exchange. Coach Houck is always, you know, giving you a little ribbon, making sure you're on your toes. Uh, but I asked Omar Hexano, I said, you know, coming off of a rivalry win over Montana State, diving into another rivalry game, and Coach Houck said, let me stop you right there. We have one rival. And uh, I said, well, you know, Eastern Washington considers you guys a rival. He said, everybody considers Montana a rival. I said, I can't, it's fair. Uh, but regardless, it is a big game regardless of what word you use to describe it. <laughs> I love that. I get it that Montana and Montana State have a trophy. That's a rivalry. So does Montana and Idaho. So it actually is uh, just false that Bobby Houck says they only have one rival because Bobby Houck talked earlier this year about Idaho as their rival. But here nor there, we're not here to, to splice hairs. No. That's all to say that this is a huge game in mm. Missoula tonight. So let's dive into it. It's our Houck highlights presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan, one of the most respected names in law in the city of Missoula and around the state of Montana for more than two decades. And he's excited to announce the expansion of his firm to also include new partners in Nate Holloway and Angie Miller. All three have a fierce love for this Missoula community and the state of Montana as a whole. So no matter what your legal needs, you can call Ryan Holloway and Miller at any time. They have a 24-hour answering service. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Bobby Houck uh, has been here before. He's played uh, rematches in the playoffs against teams four different times already. This will be the fifth time. He's 3-1 and one in those games. The common factor, all three wins in the playoffs came after losing in the regular season. That might be uh, foreshadowing of something good to come for Montana because they lost to Eastern Washington 34-28 on October 3rd. Here's what Coach Houck had to say on Monday asked about the rematch. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of, uh, uh, there's some decisions to be made on how much you're going to uh, include the first game in your game planning, and then what games, you know, are you going to include early season games, late season games, what are you going to include in your game plan, so that that's kind of probably the art of getting the best plan together in terms of playing a team second time. And how about Bobby Houck on the most recent week off? Playing, was it, it was nine straight, wasn't it? Yeah. Playing nine straight's hard. Um, it's kind of luck of the draw on injuries. You know, m- most of our more most of our injuries are long term, so we didn't we're not going to get a bunch of guys back or something like that. But I, th- I think it's good physically and mentally to get refreshed, and certainly coming off of uh, the rival the rivalry game. Um, sorry, Coulter, I couldn't resist. Coming off the rivalry game, um, you know, it's nice to be able to regroup and get ready for this one. I at least appreciate the effort uh, in in, uh, <laughs> in consistency. Now, Coach Houck, is, uh, he's one of a kind, man. Uh, but that's one thing I do appreciate. The demand for excellence is across the board. And, uh, mm. you know, some people think that he's a little bit cantankerous or prickly at those press conferences, which is I, I, it's hard to argue he is. But he does challenge you to be better. Like when you ask a, an open-ended question or a bad question or whatever, he, he, he's like, what do you mean? Ask it again. Ask it better is basically what he's telling you when he's like, can you elaborate? You know, so uh, I do appreciate it. I say leave. I, 
I say leave Bobby alone. Uh, or any coach. You just had the most... People don't understand. Win, lose, or draw. You've just had three hours of an emotional roller coaster with no break. Yeah. So when you come off an emotional win or an emotional loss or a head-scratching tie and you're getting nailed with question after question, if a person's a little prickly... I dare anyone in the media, go have three hours of something emotional and then get grilled for 20 minutes and see how you want to come off the cuff. <laughs> it's right. Like, you know, I and I and Bobby's Bobby and Bobby has his his moments, but at the end of the day, he too, like you and me, are human. That's right. And like if he comes off the cuff or he's a little, I don't know, bristly. Sure. Come on, man. Put it into context. <laughs> Let a brother breathe. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to, that goes into that. But let's talk about that element of what Bobby Hawk was just speaking on, though, it which is the story of Montana's season has been injuries. Yes. And there's, as he said, there are some guys that are out, out. I mean, Gabe Solcer got hurt in this Eastern Washington game. He ain't coming back. He, mm-hmm. he, he blew his knee. It's, it's, his season is over. Um, but other guys that were out at that time that have now come back, like Gavin Robertson, that helps Montana a lot. Huge. Because Robertson, people would say, well, he, you know, he's, he's sort of a, He's Montana's big safety. How does that help against a team like Eastern that has a bunch of fast, quick receivers? Well, it makes it so that he plays more of the box safety, and then you can play guys like Nash Bouch and Garrett Graves more in coverage. I asked Omar Hexanu about what he thought of Gavin Robertson's return because Robertson was hurt, or excuse me, was ill the last time these two teams played. Here's what Omar Hexanu, Grizz Senior Corner, had to say. You know, Gavin's been a starter in this in this uh, secondary for a while. You know, so having him back, having that leadership, you know, that accountability there, um, it's just gonna it's gonna dictate the game a whole lot better. And I feel like he gives us a great opportunity to win. So there you go, Omar Hicks Anu, Grizz corner on the return of Gavin Robertson. The other one I think is actually a big time return because I think he's one of the most underrated guys on the Grizz. Is Joe Babros being back? Babros is not necessarily because of the scheme that they run. That one's busted. I'm I'm coaching Rajim. Sorry, we got a broken mic in here. Can you not hear yourself? It's I can't a, hear myself. It's at all. okay. It's a it's a live radio show, so you know we like to talk through it. How about that? How's that go? Here, all right, here I, you go. I'm good. I don't need to hear myself. <laughs> well, anyway, you, but... you uh you you sound great. Why? Thank you. You look great. I aspire. <laughs> um, no, but Babros. The, the thing is, in the Grizz scheme, what the defensive linemen are asked to do is so much different. So you know, judging a guy that's. I guess what I'm getting at is Joe Babros is listed as a defensive end, but he's not the edge. He does not play edge. Patrick O'Connell is the edge rusher for the Grizz. He plays what a layman fan would call outside linebacker, but it's more like a rush position. Like that's a what stand he's, up edge. He's a stand up edge. He's coming at you all day. The reason he's such an incredible player is he can play downhill off the edge, but he can also roam around and make tackles in space too. Uh, but Babros though is sneaky athletic, and they run a lot of zone blitz stuff. And Babros has been able to curl into the flat or be able to drop in the coverage. That's going to be huge for Montana. He was not available in this first game. It's more depth, but it's also just an element of sneaky athleticism uh, there on the Grizz defensive line. Yeah, what I what I like about uh, this Grizz defense at all three levels is they are good at playing the man, but they're also good at playing the man within the space. And I don't care if it's D-line, linebackers, or the DBs, the amount of coverage and the ability to close in on space and occupy the space that the offense is trying to create is what has made this defense just sick. So you can't game plan against a defense that looks like a friggin' amoeba. 
out there. Like, you you want to zig and the defense is zagging, and that's when the picks comes. You want to zag and then you zig, that's when the sacks are there or the tackles for loss. And it's just such an interesting situation that Montana has on defense where the offense has to actually try to game plan on how to play against the defense and not the usual opposite end of that. Nuana's now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. This is our ESPN College game day, as well as Nuana's now. If you're not by chance going to the Grizz game, you want something to do, or maybe you want to go do something after the game's over, the Grizz yeah. hockey game will probably still be going on. Grizz hockey drop, puck drops at 8 p.m. tonight. We'll have full coverage here. Uh, we're going to roll into coverage uh, during the 7 o'clock hour um, with our broadcasters. And exciting news here. The voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, Jeff Safford, he'll be on the call tonight for Grizz Hockey. So we got Safford Big back Jeff. in the saddle. Cool. Good to have Jeff on board. We love uh, Mr. Safford. He was a phenomenal contributor in the spring, summer, uh, as the voice of the Paddleheads. So uh, happy to have him still involved here at Missoula Broadcasting Company as well as ESPN Radio. So if you're, you're mobbing around, keep it tuned right here. And if you want something to do, tonight, 8 p.m., Glacier Ice Rink, head on down there, Grizz Hockey. It's lit, man. It's really fun. And uh, maybe, you know, let's say the game gets over a little early. There'll still be some time left in the Grizz Hockey game, too. So maybe double dip. Maybe go Grizz Football and then Grizz Hockey. But either way, we appreciate our burgeoning partnership with Grizz Hockey. When we're giving those tickets away, man, those things are hot. They're flying around like hotcakes. So uh, (laughs) fun to have uh, those uh, in the fold. In terms of the matchups in this game, Rajim, Mm -hmm. Eastern Washington is led by their phenomenal quarterback, Eric Berry. Mm-hmm. I covered the big sky for the better part of the last two decades, and people always ask me, you know, who's the best guys you've seen at certain positions? And and obviously the quarterback is always the question you get first. Totally, totally. There's been some great quarterbacks throughout the big sky, uh, you know, guys like Denarius McGee at Montana State, guys like Garrett Saffron at Sacramento State uh, that I'll never forget. But if you were to ask me my my all-time power rankings in my career covering the Big Sky Conference, I believe that probably one through four, maybe even one through five, would be operated by would be occupied, excuse me, by guys who play in the Big Sky Conference. And I would say Eric Meyer, Matt Nichols, Bo Levi Mitchell are in a group there uh, as Eastern Washington, former Eastern Washington mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Good group. And I would say then one A and one B are Vernon Adams and the guy we're going to have to watch tonight, Eric Berrier. What's the thing that has Vernon Adams a little bit higher than Eric Berrier? Consistent playoff runs. Yes. But Berrier does have the feather in his cap of going to the national championship game as a sophomore. Big play VA, he can only get to the semis. I say only. Made to the semis <laughs> three times. He's two-time Big Sky Conference MVP. But Berrier is flirting with all that stuff, man. He passed Vernon Adams in all-time passing earlier this year. He's got more touchdown passes than Vernon Adams. Uh, if he can win the Walter Payton Award, then that will even the docket in terms of that. But they have equal number of Big Sky Conference MVP awards. Two of the great quarterbacks to ever do it. But Barry is, he's so fun to watch because he is so unorthodox. He's, he's tiny. He wears two gloves. He doesn't throw the ball at the laces. But, man, you talk about onions. This dude can make every throw on the field. He's just straight. I mean, he made two throws against the Grizzlies that are the two best throws I've seen this entire year. Back foot, blitzer in his face, getting crushed. 58-yard bomb in the bucket. And so it starts and ends with slowing down Eric Berry tonight for the Grizz. Yeah, if I if I don't go old-school hip-hop, I'm surprised there hasn't been a soundtrack soundtrack for Eric B. for president, which is an old-school, <laughs> old-school Eric B. and Rakim song. But every and time, one of the best albums of one, all time. Paid in full, baby. Keep yeah. the pockets fat, not flat. 
it's one of those things that when I look at him versus Vernon Adams, it's two different athletes at a very high level. Vernon, Vernon Adams, who's fiery, yep. explosive, uh, quick twitch. Eric B's just, I'm chilling up in the cut, and I'm going to do this coolly. And I like the way he approaches the game from a mental ability because it translates well into his physical athletic ability. It's like the mind and the body are in sync, and he is just grace under fire. Which makes him dangerous. Yes. So when you're that athletic, that poised, and as you said, Coulter, that unorthodox, you don't know what you're going to get. Am I going to get hit with the dagger or, or am I going to get you know sliced with a machete? Like you don't know how this guy's going to attack you because he can do it. He's so multifaceted and just as much as I hate saying it, fun to watch. Just not oh, when he's, he plays. He's, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, just man. not. I just don't like him, you know. Fun to watch against these beloved Grizzlies. <laughs> the, uh, the fun stops there, brother. The the personnel he has to operate with, too, it's not just the individual talent, but it's how many guys that they got. Tlow Lima Jones, one of the best receivers in the league. Period. But they also have three other guys that are among probably the six or eight best receivers in the league. Freddie Robertson can kill you. Yes. Andrew Boston is a, an elite player at, at this level. And Efton Chisholm is an up-and-comer. He's a dude For that's sure. uh, going to be a, a really good player. He already is a good player, but he's going to be a great player in this league. That's what makes him so diverse. But when you talk about the actual X's and O's matchup, especially diagnosing Eastern Washington's 34-28 victory over Montana earlier this season, Mm -hmm. the place in which Eastern Washington made the most money and killed the Grizz was motioning Tololo Limo Jones into the slot. Because with the Grizz, the way that they play their field and boundary corners, oftentimes when a slot is motioned, he then becomes the responsibility of the safety. You don't want to cover Tololo Lebo Jones with the safety. He's 6'5". He runs really, really well. And that was it, man. I mean, he had 11 catches for 231 yards. He had three, count them, three plays of more than 50 yards. This is a Grizz football team that coming up into that game hadn't given up a play over 20 yards all season long. And Lebo Jones has three of them. And so uh, that's, to me, one of the key adjustments. Or, you know, what do the Grizz do? I mean, in your mind, what do you do? I, I think if you motion him in the slot, you got to have some package prepared. To have a corner there, or thank you. I think you got to shadow him with Justin Ford or Omar Hicksona or, or Trajan Cotton or somebody. You have to have a corner guarding Tolo Lima Jones. Yeah, you cannot. That's a mismatch that is it will kill any team, let alone the Grizz. The, the guys, as long as a giraffe and runs like a cheetah. I mean, he, he was like, recruited as a tight end, and now he's playing, and now he can motion in and play slot receiver. He runs that well. And, and when you're running that well, that precisely, that quickly at that size, it's a matchup nightmare for any safety. I don't care who you are. So you have to create sub-packages. What you also have to do now is play disciplined defense. This is not a guy that you need to get open past beyond seven yards. He's going to make his catches just because his catch radius is going to predicate that. But you've got to stop him and now allow him to get up to full speed. And what does that mean? Thump him. Thump him. Thump him. Thump him when he has the ball. Thump him when he doesn't have the ball. And that's the kind of mentality that the defense needs to go into to wear these guys down to take away that athleticism and explosiveness. ESPN Radio, Nuanas now. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is the Northwest Motorsports studio. Northwest Motorsport. You can find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Visit nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I'm looking on the other side of the glass. Looks like our main guy, Andrew Houghton, our producer here. He's suited and booted. I know he had to get his suit on. It's game day. He's always wearing a suit on game day. Uh, But, Andrew, it's actually funny. Here we are with this rematch because uh, the week leading up to the first matchup between Eastern Washington and Montana, 
Uh, you and I had uh, uh, several spirited arguments, both on the Big Sky Breakdown here on Nuanas Now and at our house. <laughs> and uh, you were telling me, man, uh, I think that Montana's going to have a hard time matching up one-on-one and uh, in the passing game, especially in the deep passing game. And I was feeling vindicated until about 10 minutes to go in the Grizz game in Cheney. And then all of a sudden, an avalanche and 24 points later, Eastern Washington has a victory. And that you, my friend, were the one that was vindicated. So what do you think of this the, the rematch, though, here? Because, again, one of the key factors is going to be a similar key factor. Can the Grizz adjust to what burned them in the first matchup? Yeah, of course. And the, the fact that it took Eastern Washington, which was on an unholy roll at that point, so long to figure it out. They were. Is honestly a, a feather in the cap for the Grizz defense, I thought, because they really looked lost until the last about 12 minutes of that game. But, of course, when you're playing Eastern Washington, when they figure it out, they can avalanche you. I think we're in a really interesting point at this game because in the in the first matchup, we had so much evidence of Montana. What Montana was doing was working until the very end. And now, I mean, if you if you just roll right into this game, Eastern has the upper hand in terms of the matchups if nobody makes an adjustment. And the interesting thing is that we haven't seen Montana make all that many adjustments to their defense this That's year. Right. And now they're in a point where they potentially might have to, only we don't know because we've only seen 10 minutes of Eastern, you know, really taking it to them. Can they? Can they even adjust? That's what I want to know because that's the thing about what the Grizz do defensively is it's not the 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 back and forth. It's not the they, most defenses in modern age college football. They substitute first and foremost not because of fatigue, but because of packages, because of matchups. It's the chess game. That's not really the case. The Grizz just straight sub because they're trying. They want the guys to go as hard as they possibly can. They just come downhill right at you. So I'll start with you, Andrew. I mean, the Grizz were getting home until they weren't. That game was so fascinating to watch because Eric Berrier took no less than three sacks in the first three quarters in which he got up laughing like, all right, I know what you guys are doing. We're going to find the, the the code breaker here. And then he got it. So like, can the Grizz defense even adjust or do they have to just get home? I think at this point in the year they are what they are. That's right. And uh, what they are is, I mean, regimes talked about it. We've talked about it all year. They're just, they're an amoeba, man. They just, they're right. everywhere. They're bringing pressure from all angles. It's so interesting to me because this has always been the way that you deal with the hot quarterback. I mean, this is the way that, you know, like the New York Giants got after Tom Brady in yep. those Super Bowls. This was always the recipe to deal with, like, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all those guys, is to get after them. Well, we're, we're seeing the shift now at the highest levels of the game where, like, Patrick Mahomes, when he was struggling earlier this year, it was because teams were just playing straight-up cover two against them. That's right. Keeping Tyreek Hill and Kelsey in front of them and making the Chiefs put together a 10-play drive to score on them instead of coming after him and giving him mismatches in the secondary. So there's a fascinating dichotomy there at the highest levels of the game. And, uh, I mean, that's sort of the way you play against this Eastern team, too, is is don't let them hit the 60-yard touchdown make them take 10 or 12 plays to get in the end zone and hope, you know, they fumble or there's a holding penalty somewhere in there and you can back them up. But no, I don't think that the Grizz are are equipped uh, mentality-wise or scheme-wise to do that. I think they're just, they're rolling with what brought them here. And Rajim, this is why the, the there was about four plays in the game in Cheney in which it put on full display when you cut everything down and and you really look at why the quarterback position is the most important position in team sports, 
eliminate all of the different things from leadership to pre-snap reads to all of it. This is why Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. Because Aaron Rodgers, you can play, you can have the perfect call, you can play the perfect defense, and Aaron Rodgers can make a throw that you cannot defend. He can throw his guy open, and it, it's over. That was Barry. Like, if you're telling Bobby Houck and Kent Barry, the Grizz defensive coordinator, hey, we're going to have Patrick O'Connell and or Jace Lewis blasting the Eastern Washington quarterback as hard as they possibly can, that's how well you guys are executing, they'll take it. But then if the dude can make the throws like Eric Barrier was making, I mean, sometimes it's just credit where credit's due. It's nobody out playing anybody besides one dude being better than everybody else at the most important position on the field. Everything, sorry, everything Andrew said and everything you said are on point, hitting the nail on the head. What I think a lot of people don't, a word that they don't use for the Aaron Rodgers of the world, or in this case, Eric B., that they have, it's beyond the physical state of the game. It's called moxie. You can't coach that. And the quarterbacks in, in, in out, of, out of all the positions, out of all the sports, that is the one word you hear attached to certain caliber of quarterbacks. They have that it factor, and it's called moxie. This kid has that. You want to send 225 pounds at me 80 times a game and punch me in my face, kick me in my gut, and try to break my leg? I got this. You want to you wanna send 190 pounds safety? He's trying to tear my head off and, and sack me three to five times a game? Good. I got this. It's almost like he takes that 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 insult to try to injure to propel him to play at a higher level. So it's almost like Rocky Balboa. The more you hit him, it's actually going to be worse for you at the end. The more you knock this guy down, he's going to get back up and stand tall consistently. Tall order for the Grizzlies. But like I like what Andrew said, they are who they are. They got where they are uh, based upon this defense. And it's going to be one for the ages tonight. Let's go. One of the biggest advantages Montana has had against almost every single one of its opponents all season long has been its physical conditioning. And at Vertex Fitness, they want to keep you on target with your health and fitness goals too. Vertex Fitness offers personal training, a barbell club with monthly meets. I was just in there the other day. It's pretty cool. You know, I I used to be really into powerlifting. I've gotten away from it a little bit because, you know, when you're old, like we are getting, you know, who really needs to bench 400 pounds and squat 500 pounds? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a, you're asking to get hurt. But regardless, still very cool. I still love the sport of lifting. And uh, so they have a new board up there, and you can kind of track your progress. And I don't think it's necessarily about who can bench the most. It's about the accountability of being part of a, a training group. And, you know, even if you start at 100 pounds and you get up to 180 pounds, that's kind of what the point of the deal is. But pretty cool down there, Vertex Fitness. I'm a member, and I love it. Uh, it's a great place to be. Gifts for you or on for someone's list, you can shop at Vertex Fitness for all your fitness clothes needs or pick up a gift certificate. Those are great to use at the Apex Bistro. Vertex Fitness has also partnered with the Watson Children's Shelter and the Salvation Army, so you can stop by and pick a tag from the Giving Tree. As, yeah. al- as always, stay fit and stay healthy, nurturing your inner athlete at Vertex Fitness. More on this matchup because I think what we've talked about for the last half an hour is absolutely part of the keys to the game. To me, though, it's the other side of the ball. It's the Grizz offense versus an all-of-a-sudden surging Eastern Washington defense that could prove to be the key factor in tonight's game. More on Friday Night Lights at Washington Grizz. Keep it right here. ESPN College Game Day as well as New is Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. 
Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the second time ever, Friday Night Lights will descend upon Washington Grizzlies Stadium for the FCS playoffs. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Tonight in Missoula, the number six Montana Grizz will face fourth-ranked Eastern Washington under the lights in the second round of the FCS playoffs. The Clash is the second Friday night postseason game ever hosted at the venue. In the first on December 9th of 2011, Montana destroyed Northern Iowa 48-10. The showdown between two Big Sky Conference powers marks the 12th time two Big Sky teams have played in the playoffs. It also marks the fifth time as a head coach. UM's Bobby Houck has faced a rematch in the playoffs against the team his squad played in the regular season. In each of the three rematches in which Houck lost in the regular season, his team won in the playoffs. Eastern Washington beat Montana 34-28 in Cheney earlier this season. Saturday afternoon in Bozeman, the number 8 Montana State Bobcats host upstart Tennessee Martin. The Skyhawks are playing in just their second game in the Mountain Time Zone after posting their first ever playoff win last week, a 32-31 triumph over Missouri State. And a big sky hoops, the Lady Grizz use a big third quarter to surge to a 75-59 win over Sac State in Missoula. Montana State's women gutted out a 63-57 win over Northern Colorado. The Bobcat men lost 77-75 at UNC in overtime, and the Montana men won 65-58 at Sac State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. episode symbolic of the rematch tonight Washington Grizzly Stadium I'm pumped up for this one man what it uh let's go Sean Randy and I spent 25 full minutes on Wednesday <laughs> complaining about the FCS playoff format the 24 teams the automatic bids that go to schools from Power I mean fives I mean here's the deal man like at the FCS level there's a, there's a huge divide between like the SEC and the Conference USA. Yes. At the FBS level. Yes. The divide is way bigger. Absolutely. Between the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley and the Colonial Athletic Association and sure. then leagues like the Patriot League and the American East. Ivy. Ivy. Yeah. I mean, like Holy Cross is underway right now. Holy Cross is playing Villanova tonight. They're going to get blasted. And Montana, Montana State. Sac State, they would kill Holy Cross. Like, I, I watched the Holy Cross Sacred Heart game. Fun game, back and forth. They, those two teams were evenly matched. Absolutely. But, I mean, those teams are are, are not winning against Northern Arizona and, uh, and Idaho State. No. Let alone Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington. Nope. So, that's all to say, though, we can sit here and complain about the playoff format. We can complain about the regionalization. 
We can complain about the tough draws that all the Big Sky Conference schools got. We can complain about the fact that the Grizz have their first playoff game of 2021 against the number four ranked team in the country. Or we can sit here and I've just shifted into this mode. I get to watch two of the five best teams in FCS football tonight in Missoula. It's kind of too bad that it's the second round and one of these two teams is going to be done before they even get to the quarters. But I can't wait for this one tonight, man. It's going to be I'm fun. A, buddy, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's This is what you want. You, you, you want to test your medal. And to test your medal against a non, what did Bobby say? <laughs> Non-rival. Non-rivalry game, even though it totally is. Um, it's going to be a good one, and what a great way to, uh, to, to to end a week on a Friday night under the lights against the uh, the Black and Red Eagles. I have been so jacked up all afternoon, and I didn't even really tell you why. Usually we let you know right away, but you, if you're watching on TV or on YouTube, you already see we got many caffeinated beverages up front here. I had myself a little iced Americano. Rajim had himself a little hot Americano. That's the dichotomy of he and I. <laughs> the uh, But no matter where you're at, in Missoula, around Montana, there's a Florence Coffee kiosk near you. It's a Friday night. You're going to stay up late watching the Grizz anyways. Go get yourself a cup of Joe. Andrew was sipping on a little chai tea earlier. That's delicious as well. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Florence Coffee for other awesome support over the years. So go check out a little Florence Coffee Friday night. You can stay up late. One thing I have been teasing all week that I want to get to, I'm going to step outside this Grizzlies and Washington game just for a moment. We're going to get back into it to take you home here uh, on your way probably to the game. 7 p.m., by the way, when this thing gets started down at Washington Grizzly Stadium. One thing I've been talking about all week that we haven't got a chance to get to is one of the things that's so great about the Montana-Montana State rivalry is it's a rivalry within the competition of when they play each other. But it's a rivalry pretty much in everything else, too. So the all-conference awards came out for the Big Sky Conference last week. Decorations galore for both Montana and Montana State, as expected for their great seasons. But probably the controversy of the voting, which is voted on by the coaches, by the way, head coaches throughout the league, came when controversy to some. I think some people fully understand, believe, and love that Troy Anderson was named the Big Sky Conference Defensive MVP. I think there's a lot of players, or excuse me, a lot of people that follow the Grizz. They were thinking Patrick O'Connell should have been the Big Sky Conference MVP. Patty O'Connell led the league in sacks, 13 and a half sacks, has nearly 20 tackles for loss. He's been outstanding. He's certainly uh, the catalyst for the Grizz defense. And those numbers are tremendous. And if you were to ask me, actually, who's a better linebacker, Patrick O'Connell or Troy Anderson, I would say Patrick O'Connell. But the reason Troy Anderson is the defensive MVP is because Troy Anderson doesn't really play a position. They list him as an inside linebacker. But the way that he plays, the what they do within their defense, he's so multifaceted because he's so fast. And so, honestly, when he gets in the box, he's played linebacker for such a short amount of time that he's actually not very good when he gets caught in the mess. You can knock him off the spot. You can run it right at him. That's what Idaho was doing. They were basically putting a guard at him and then a fullback and running Wildcat quarterback right behind that fullback, and they were going right at Troy Anderson. That said, though, the Eastern Washington game is a great example of why Troy Anderson was the Big Sky Conference MVP. Mm. Eastern had back-to-back touchdown drives in the first quarter. Montana State then made the adjustment to have Troy Anderson be the guy that's on to Lolo Limu Jones, 
He's playing that plug coverage. He's taking away that inside slant. He eliminated Lemu Jones, basically. But Anderson's also so athletic and versatile. He can be the guy that's basically playing a big nickel. He can also be the inside guy on the defense and make all the tackles in the middle of the field with all the crossing routes and things that Eastern does. And he can also spy Eric Berry at the exact same time without having that to be his number one responsibility as a spy. What he did this year, and you can say that there's all sorts of Again, I think Troy Anderson's incredibly raw. I think for him to play this position in the NFL, he has a lot of work to do. A lot. But he is a phenom- he's such an NFL-caliber athlete. I actually think that he's going to play a, a, a totally different type of position in the league. I think he'll be like a rover type, maybe like a 3-4 inside linebacker, a la De- Deion Buchanan or Miles Killebrew, guys like that. I think Miles Killebrew from Southern Utah is actually probably Troy Anderson's best NFL comp right now. Troy's bigger than that. Doesn't run quite as well, but he definitely runs. Uh, it's on par. But regardless, Troy Anderson's ability to diversify and his ability to do multiple things within a game plan, plus the fact that the guy has played six positions in his college career and been All-America on both sides of the ball, you can you can love or hate the element of the Lifetime Achievement Award that this is, but he is the most unique player we've ever covered. He's the most talented athlete I've ever seen come out of the state of Montana. And if you truly understand how diverse what he did for the Montana State defense is, you fully understand why he was the league's MVP. I love what you just said. That was almost uh, an eloquent soliloquy of uh, Troy, for Troy Anderson, who Troy Anderson reminds me of, and I'm I'm a you know a little bit older than you, is. Not the same physicality or the same build, but the same usage in college and some of the same notes that you're touching on. And who I'm referring to is Brian Erlacher. That's pretty good. I know. That's why I'm here. Uh, the, the, the weird thing, uh, historically speaking, to give my statement context, is a lot of people don't understand when uh, Erlacher was down, the, down there in New Mexico, he played safety in college. Like he was a, he dropped back safety, came down, played in the box, and he like Troy Anderson, would play three to four different positions on defense. This young man is in that same mold. He also has the mentality, as you noted, on the educational aspect of this game to take him to the next level. Yep. And he has the frame for sure that can be molded and added on to. That's the thing about Troy Anderson, too, is that he's 6'4", 245, Buddy. And, and he's still very lead. Very. I mean, he could absolutely be 265. And fast. That's the thing I always try to re-express, too. I know we get lost in hyperbole sometimes. Absolutely. But I truly believe that Troy Anderson is the fastest player in the Big Sky Conference. Not for his position, not for his size. I think he was straight, especially in 100 or 200 meters, like longer distances. Straight distance. I truly think that in a 100-meter in a sprint, I think he would be among, if not the fastest guys. There's only a couple guys, really, that are even in the conversation. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. You know better than I. But I go just, you know, trying to uh, circle back to what I was just saying. He's that guy. Yeah, he's the he's he's an Erlacher esque type of player. Very scared to play against, but very fun to watch. The second round of the FCS playoffs are underway right now. Holy Cross and Villanova. Uh, they just got started about thirty minutes ago. We'll get you a score update during the break. Eastern Washington, Montana. Your other Friday night game tomorrow. Here's your slate of FCS playoff games. Kennesaw State is playing at East Tennessee State. That's a really interesting game, actually, because both of those teams have been out to Montana in recent years. Both of them actually played the Bobcats in recent years. So I did some research on these two teams recently. 
they both have only had football since 2015. So pretty cool that they're both uh, in the midst of the playoffs just six years into their the resurgence of their football programs. That game takes place uh, at noon Mountain Time uh, at East Tennessee State. Also, you have Southeastern Louisiana and James Madison at uh, noon as well. The winner of that game takes on the winner of tonight's game in Missoula. So Southeastern Louisiana, the squad that came here for the 2019 playoffs and got blasted 73-28 by the Grizz. I guess James Madison, a perennial power in the third seed in the bracket. Other matchups tomorrow include Incarnate Word, who won a thriller in overtime over Stephen F. Austin last week, playing at top-seeded Sam Houston. So that's an, an interstate game. Uh, Incarnate Word's in San Antonio, and Sam Houston's in Huntsville. So you got two Texas schools going at it. Southern Illinois, there's only a couple upsets in the first round, what I would call upsets. I thought Southern Illinois beating South Dakota, South Dakota excuse me, uh, was an upset. So Southern mm-hmm. Illinois... They move on to play North Dakota State. The other upset was probably Tennessee Martin beating Missouri State and then UTM, and they play at Montana State tomorrow. And then finally, your night game. This is a tough draw for the Big Sky Conference champs. Sacramento State went undefeated in the league. Their biggest league win was at Montana earlier this year. They did not play Montana State, Weber State, or Eastern Washington. So a little bit of a caveat when it comes to them being Big Sky champs. But they do get the four seed and a bye. Their reward? The runner-up in the spring season, South Dakota State, who I think is the best team in this entire bracket. South Dakota State had a little bit of injuries in the midst, like in late October, early November, and they kind of stumbled to an eight and three finish. But they got two of the best running backs in the country, and they they play together in Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong, and uh, they just have a tried and true playoff culture. This is their eleventh playoff berth since two thousand nine. So tough game for Sacramento State uh, against the Jackrabbits of SDSU. We teased it before. We'll get to there now. One more break, and then we'll tell you why, actually, it's not about the Grizz defense and Eric Berrier. It's about Montana's offense operating against an Eastern Washington defense. Don't look now. It's playing with their hair on fire the last month. More pregame coverage leading up to Montana's game against Eastern Washington tonight here in Missoula. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's not a coincidence that we're playing a little, uh, I don't know, what would you even call this? Like, some beef-style rap. That's why we're doing this, because... It's a straight, grimy son. Make no mistake about it. There's beef between Eastern Washington and Montana. I'm not saying it's bad blood. They don't want to call it a rivalry. If you're the Grizz and you've lost to a team seven out of the last nine times you played them, that's a rivalry, man, because guess what? The Grizz haven't lost seven out of the last times they played anybody. 
So uh, definitely going to be a fun one tonight. Eastern Washington at Montana. A little bit more than an hour away. Also, mobbing around town. You're out on a Friday night. Keep it tuned to ESPN Radio. Grizz Hockey will be playing starting 8 p.m. Puck drops about 7.30. We'll have uh, some pregame action for that as well. You want to go? How about tomorrow? We already gave away all our tickets for tonight, but we got five tickets for tomorrow to the Grizz Hockey Game at the Glacier Ice Rink. Call us right now. Call our number 2-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. Call our number 2. We got four, five, excuse me, five. Five tickets to the Grizz Hockey Game tomorrow night. Call us right now. It's time now. To put that song back on, son. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all pumped up. For the final word, presented by Eagle Satellite. Eagle Satellite has all sorts of awesome deals going on right now. They got new ownership. They got all sorts of good deals. I know a lot of people right now, cord cutting, whatever. You're not going to find any better packages than their specials going on right now. Fifty nine, excuse me, fifty seven ninety nine for your satellite TV. Fifty bucks for internet. They also want to say thank you to all the first responders for what they do serving this community. Eagle Satellite. They want you to take advantage of their free TV package they have for you with a TV as low as fifty or fifty seven ninety nine a month and internet for fifty bucks a month. Thank you to all the first responders. Courtesy of Eagle Satellite. Now the presenter of the return of the final word here on Nuanas now. All right, Rajim. You know, winning cures a lot. Yes. Montana's on a five-game winning streak, including yes. uh, a shutout of Northern Colorado and uh, first time they won in Flagstaff in 10 years and then a beatdown of their rival in Montana State. Yes, sir. They kick a lot of momentum in this game tonight. That said, that's masked. What has still been a Grizz offense that has left some stuff to be desired. A 29-10 victory over Montana State, incredibly impressive because the defense played so well and the special teams continue to be the best in the United States of America. I'm not the one that's saying that. Bobby Houck's the one that's saying that. Bobby Houck doesn't ever give praise like that. He said this is some of the best kick teams he's ever had. They led the nation in net punting. That's all to say, though, the Grizz offense only rushed for about 16 yards against the Bobcats. The game was played on half the field because they dominated the special teams and the field position so much. But the Grizz offense still has a chance to be very lackluster because that's just kind of been the mode that they've been stuck in all year long. Meanwhile, Eastern Washington's defense gave up seven points last week. It was a 19-9 win over Northern Iowa, but they took an intentional safety, which got it to nine. So just seven points allowed for the Eastern defense. I think Joshua Jerome, the big D tackle number 55, is one of the emerging stars in the league. Jack Sennelbach runs as well as any inside linebacker in the conference. Kalen Kreiner. He wears number four at Eastern, which is their legacy number, and uh, he's representing it well. He's very small, but he's very fearless. He flies around. They got good talent. They got good athletes in the secondary, and uh, they're, the thing about you could say about the Eastern Washington defense is they've gotten significantly better as the season's gone along. The Grizz offense is a little bit better than it was in October, but they haven't gotten nearly as better as the Eastern Washington defense has gotten since the last two times, the, excuse me, the last time these two teams played. So where are we at with this side of the ball? Because Montana's defense, you know they're going to bring it. Their special teams, you know they're going to be lights out. But you got to score some points if you want to win a playoff game and uh, beat a team that comes into this thing averaging 40-plus. Two things, Coulter. Ray Lewis said it about 14 years ago. You don't have to win the game. Just don't lose it. Right. And whenever I see quarterbacks of Cam's nature, ilk, I think of Jeff Hostetler. I think of Trent Dilfer. Mm. I think of Steve DeBerg. 
game managers. Sure. And today, Cam, you don't have to win it. Just don't lose it. Manage the game. Play within the confines. Yeah. And don't do things outside of your wheelhouse, which I think Cam often does. So with that being said, play your game. It's crazy to think that this was two months ago when these two teams played. And that's the last time I can remember our guy Sammy and Kim having a big catch in the red zone. That's my dude. Give it to 1-8. So he, the throw that Cam made for that touchdown, that's what I thought the Grizz offense was going to look like. And this was two months ago. So at that moment, we didn't know what the Grizz, the struggles that were uh, forecoming for the Grizz offense. But I do think that you're right. Cam Humphrey needs to be solid and can't lose the game. But I actually disagree with you a little bit. He doesn't have to win it for him from start to finish. He's going to have to make a couple winning plays. They're going to have to make a couple throws up the seam. They're going to have to do something to open up the middle of the field. They're going to have to. He's going to have to hit a big throw or two. But he has proven he can do that the last couple weeks. I mean, he hit a couple explosive plays in the first half against Montana State. That's what helped Montana carry the momentum. So uh, I, I do think that that's something to watch, though, because I do think Eastern's defense has gotten better and Montana's offense. It's been masked because they've been playing so well in the other phases of the game. Well, it's time to, I don't know, it's time to flip the script. I think when it comes to playoffs, you got you to dig deep. Yep. You got to go into different parts of the playbook. You can't repeat the sins of what you did four or five weeks ago. And you got to come out at times looking like a different team. And I like what you said with Cam. Do something different. I'm going to use one of your words. Be a little unorthodox today. Sure. Catch Eastern Washington with something that they wouldn't normally see and or expect. But again, play Cam ball. You're, you're not Dalton Sneed. You're not Brian Ayat. You're not Johnny Montana. You're Cam Humphreys. Play your game, baby boy. It's going to be a fun one tonight. The winner of this game likely going to have to go across the country to play James Madison unless somehow James Madison was upset tomorrow by Southeastern Louisiana. I do not expect that, but it's not impossible. So we could be looking, unless the bracket fractures in a different sort of fashion, this being the last Grizz home game of the season. So it's been a phenomenal season so far. Uh, I do expect both Montana and Montana State. I'm not going to say I expect them to win, but I do think that they both have the upper hand with being at home. The fact that the weather isn't as bad as it could or should be this time of year maybe actually is a disadvantage for the Cats and the Grizz. But all these considered, this is going to be a great night in Missoula. It's the first time they've played under lights on a Friday night in the playoffs in 10 years and only the second time ever. So I hope everybody out there is all geared up, ready to go, and uh, you're going to enjoy yourself this evening. Everybody be safe. Dress warm. There's all sorts of things you can get into tonight, whether it's the Grizz football game or the Grizz hockey game, and then tomorrow, of course, a full slate of FCS playoffs. So uh, thank you so much for being with us here on a Friday. Very fun doing a little Numanes now and college game day crossover. Maybe we'll have another one of these. Maybe we won't. But if we do not, we appreciate you all for listening. This show is going to obviously continue to go, but it's been really fun doing the pregame show here on ESPN Radio and uh, really fun covering both this Grizz football team, the Bobcats, and the rest of the teams in the Big Sky Conference. So we hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. Closing in on it, an hour and three minutes away from the rematch. Number four, Eastern Washington at number six, Montana. We'll have full Reaction, analysis, breakdown for you Monday during the Montana football hour. So we'll see you back here at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself an outstanding weekend. This has been 
Nuanas now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 